way. Shit. Couch Guys Sports Podcast, episode number 149. Nick Qualia, Jared Scally. We've got a we've got we've got a blast to the past, blast from the past coming on the show soon. Uh we've got we've got a, a solid show lined up for not a lot of things going on in Boston sports. And we're a sports show. And we in 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 I mean there's literally nothing going on except for random spurts of news with people hurt in baseball with uh, I saw the NCAA shut down Trevor Lawrence trying to raise money for people. Oh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a new quarterback, too, by the way. Yeah, the Bucs have a new quarterback. Like, who gives a – it's the fucking Bucks. <laughs> who cares? James Winston out. Who cares? Bye. Tom Brady. <sighs> That's some good tea. There yeah. are people – there are people talking about this new Bucks quarterback. Who gives a shit? Who is that guy? Who is he? It doesn't – the Tampa Bay Bucks. What am I supposed to be scared of the Tampa hey, Bay Bucks? Well, I'm missing the, I'm missing my Celtics though. We're drinking out of the new Celtics. Uh, Celtics. That season's not gonna happen. I know. I want them to start the playoffs in like June. That might be the only thing that they can do. That's fine because then they'll start the season on Christmas Day and change the if schedule, which that. I want them to do anyway. I mean, the, there is like like the NHL, like how uh, the NHL if they if they get back going again, they're just gonna have to start the playoffs. The worst thing for anyone right now is baseball. This is like the worst thing possible for baseball. Baseball has no idea what's going on. Baseball might not even be able to play a single game. No, of the because year. like the rest of these guys push back, right? Like they all push back into the summer, and then baseball starts. But like you can't go into the winter if you're baseball. So like, oh, it's and it's, we'll, it's taking know. it's taking over baseball's time in July. And then like, if, July, if, if, if imagine, could you imagine like a world where it's it's gonna happen? You're in the heart of July. Dog days this summer. You got the NHL, the NBA, and MLB all happening, and then training camp starts a week, the end of July. Like baseball already struggles enough. You think they're gonna do well with competition? Training camp, <laughs> training camp, training. You could have NFL training camps doing better ratings than the MLB yeah. season. Yeah. Like, crazy. It's gonna happen if this works out. Baseball's not gonna be able to do shit. Nah, they're fucked. They might as well just cancel. They're gonna get slapped with this whole thing. Oh, can we just bring Mookie back? Can we just postpone everything a year? And just bring Mookie back 2021. How's that going? That's work? what I'm worried about. That's what I'm most worried about. If they don't play the season, Mookie bets still with the Dodgers next year, still have left a year left on his contract, or does the contract burn up? Or there are so many questions that are going to have to be answered with this, with this corn, with this postponing things, with canceling seasons. There's gonna nobody knows. Like contracts don't make any sense at that point. Yeah, no, it's 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 a shit show. Like I'm Mookie, I'm pissed that I'm not going to be getting my 35 million dollars a year. I mean, my, who knows? Yeah, I mean, at that point, like Mookie might even can you can you lock out in baseball? Can you can you threaten that in baseball? I'm out. See ya. Regardless, I, I mean, it's it, dude, it's it's crazy. Um, so we're gonna get into the weekly dump first. So we got a big show ahead of you uh, right now. We've got the return of our old co-host coming on soon, Lauren. We've got the return of Lauren's DMs. One of our most popular segments. That was when people talked to me about the show. People loved the Lauren's DM segment. So we've got that back. I've got the DMs. Those of you that haven't listened to us in the past, like before that happened, my lord, are you in for a treat. So I'll I'll say this. Lauren's DMs a little bit more tame 
than they used to be, especially now that she's got oh, a boyfriend. She had, like, a long-term boyfriend, yeah. Yeah, but they were in the in the heyday of Lauren's DMs. Remember that one where like the, it, she was wild. asked to, she was asked to like move in with this couple. Like, wasn't that oh, one of them? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> like, the like, amount of dominatrix shit that she used to get yeah. in her inbox. A lot oh, of stuff. Oh my god, it was aggressive. So we've got this back. Not much, not no dominatrix shit, but we've still got people who really, really, really want Lauren off of Twitter. So. We've got that. We've got Phil Perry coming on NBC Sports Boston tonight. We're going to record with him. Uh, obviously going to talk about Patriots, Tom Brady with the game plan at the quarterback yeah, that, position. That new, that new Buccaneers quarterback. That, that new Buccaneers quarterback. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Right? No effect on us, really, right? So we're going to have to be talking. We're going to have to talk about the new Patriots quarterback. You know, whoever that is, that's weird to say. But first, let's get into the weekly dump. Let's hammer this out. We've got Lauren coming on soon. Okay, so Chris Sale goes down between the last show and this show. Chris Sale officially going down with Tommy John surgery. And this comes after the Red Sox team doctors, Dr. James Andrews, and another doctor all said, you know what, Tommy John, not required. But now Sale, with the season being pushed back with coronavirus, Sale is going to opt for Tommy John surgery, get that over with, which I think is is a perfect move. I think you have to do that. Should have happened last year. It should have. You're right. They're yeah. way behind the eight ball. Don't give them any credit. This is something they should have done last year. Well, no, I, I'm giving Chris Sale credit because it sounds like Chris Sale chose this. I'm going to give Chris Sale credit because this at least gets you back on track to be back earlier than if you were to get it in, like, July. Yeah, still. I don't but, – but this whole coronavirus is helping his cause, though, because if we don't have a season this year, then he's not missing much time. Right, but he, he he's going to come back in the middle of next year. Like, he's not going to be – I don't think he'll be ready for the start of next season. No, but I'm just saying you don't miss him as much when he right. just played all this year. It, it, right. almost, if you're the Red Sox fans, you want this season to get canceled. At this point, yeah. You just want 2020 <laughs> to go away. At this point, yeah. Like, I'm going to be on SB Nation Radio tonight previewing the Red Sox season Dude, with them. Know, and like, what? <laughs> like, that's a, yeah, I, <laughs> I love that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be on. I can't wait to talk to him. But I'm going to be like, all right, so uh, so Chris Sale, am I right, guys? <laughs> or, like, can we start ah, with one now? Like, is that a thing? Like, can we just skip? Like, the Olympics even got moved. Like, nothing good came from this Nothing year. is happening. That was number two on the weekly dump. Dick Pound has made the the decision to move the 2020 Tokyo Summer Olympics to 2021, but they're still going to call it the 2020 Olympics. Uh, okay. <laughs> Russell Wilson and the Seahawks add a new weapon in Patriots receiver Philip Dorsett. Dorsett and Seahawks agree to a one-year deal. Another Tommy John surgery. This one's huge, too, because the Mets were starting to make some noise a little bit. I thought I was excited to watch the Mets this year. I I have a soft spot for the Mets. Noah Syndergaard will be landing on the operating table, too, maybe holding hands with Chris Sale. I don't know with their good hands. Noah Syndergaard. Just share operating time. That'd be great. Noah Syndergaard landing on the operating table, getting Tommy John himself with a torn UCL. With a lot of talk, maybe maybe not talk, but rumors, speculation, whether or not Julian Edelman might follow Tom Brady to Tampa Bay. He calmed us down on Instagram by posting Foxborough forever, so that was nice. And also, Devin McCourty had this to say in the Players' Tribune this week, which, Jared, it Got me ready to kind of to, to put my head down and uh, fuck up a wall, as you might say, to go straight through it. It's pretty long. Well, this 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 piece is, but it's 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 worth reading. So this is Devin McCourty in the Players Tribune. <clears throat> I think the Players Tribune. Yes. Well, anyway, find a, find a wall, people. Get ready. 
I honestly thought it was my time to leave New England. So remember, Devin McCourty was a free agent. Going into free agency, I was thinking that at this stage in my career, I was ready for a change. I mean, I love New England, but after 10 years of winning three Super Bowls, something inside me was telling something was telling me that I was ready for a new challenge, and I thought I might have to go elsewhere to find it. But it's kind of ironic because I'm also getting the other thing I wanted, something I thought I'd, I'd have to leave New England to find, a new challenge. What people don't understand about New England is that it's not just about winning. It's about everything else, too. It's about the work. It's about being better men. People are going to say that because Tom's gone, gone, the dynasty is over. They're already burying us. Far as I can tell, that's fine. Let them. We've never listened to the noise, and we're not about to start now. But the task is definitely getting taller this coming year than it has been in years past. There's more work to do, and it's not going to be so easy this time around. You could have stopped that at let them. Yeah. Let them. That's where the new challenge comes in. I thought I had to leave New England to find what I was looking for, but it turns out that there is no greater challenge for me right now than leading this Patriots team into a new era and helping ensure that his that this next wave of players can continue our legacy and build on what we've already achieved as a franchise. That's what I'm most excited for about moving forward. He just said, I want to fuck shit up. I want to continue this so that when I retire, Patriots are still taking down names and winning championships. Devin McCourty just bent over the NFL and said, hey, you motherfuckers think we're done? We ain't going anywhere. That was directly at Bill's Mafia, if anybody. Like, that's it. Like, paying oh, yeah. Bill's fans. Because oh, they're so – it's Stephon Diggs. We ain't going anywhere. Look, and I, I was excited for Stephon Diggs. I, I wanted the Patriots to go get Stephon Diggs. But with all this chatter right now about quarterbacks, and let's get into this real quick before we have Lauren on. Because we're, we're going to have Lauren on in a couple minutes. So Andy Dalton's out. Neither of us wanted Andy, Andy Dalton with the Patriots anyway. The Patriots reportedly not interested in having Andy Dalton to be the immediate plan for Tom Brady's succession. This came out, and I thought this was interesting. Deshaun Watson opened up as the betting favorite from BetOnline.ag, actually my sponsor, who I am seeing some nice little checks from, over from CLNS. They opened up the line with Deshaun Watson being the favorite as the Patriots starting quarterback for week one of the 2021 season. Now, you've got Jarrett Stidham there. Well, Nick, can you explain why 2021? He's a, there's a club option. Yes, but also the Patriots have no cap space. Oh, and the Patriots, yeah, that's true. The Patriots also have a ton of potential cap space ready to open up. A ton. Yeah. So the Patriots can get their succession plan in Deshaun Watson in, I mean, we, I, I love Deshaun Watson. I'm in. I'm for it. Kid's a stud. Now, like, if I didn't but, even realize how young he was. Do you know how old he is? 23. He's entering his age 25 season. That's it. Yeah, you gotta pretend at least 10 years if you get him here next year. The thing with him is like, my question. I mean, this is a 10 out of 10. You do it every time. Like, even if Stidham does have a good year, say he he's the guy this year. That's the plan. If you can get Deshaun Watson next year, don't don't care. You get so, something from Stidham, and then you you Deshaun Watson's your guy. Because imagine so Josh was, Daniels and Bill Belichick working with Deshaun Watson instead of the boo Bill O'Brien, who's his coach right now. It would be unreal. And that's in, in Bill O'Brien, I think, is the main reason why this has opened up. Because obviously last week, I think it was last week, yep. at least we talked about it on the show last week, DeAndre Hopkins traded to the Cardinals for literally a bag of nutsacks. And they got David Johnson back, who's broken. And people are now looking at Deshaun Watson with the Texans like, guy, what are you doing there? Like you got, you have to go. There is too much talent. It's it's one of those cases now where you've got too much talent in a player, and he should be out of that situation, and he should 
be moved to a place that's going to give him success. And obviously, this is a place that he can go to. He's going to be a free agent the year after. But there's a club option following this season. So if the Patriots can make that move, and that was going to be another question, Jared. If Jared Stidham, assuming he's going to be your starting quarterback this year, because I think he is, I think you think he is too. Oh, the player signing makes that obvious. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jared Stidham, if he has a good season and he looks like he could be a franchise quarterback, do you still make that move? Do you potentially trade Jared Stidham for Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I'd do that. That would be how I would pull it off. Because, like you said, right, next year they can't – it's not a – like, he's not a full-out free agent next year, so it would have to be the club denying him anyway. Why not work something out with Billy O'Brien? Hey, clearly he doesn't want to be there. Clearly Stidham can play. Why don't we figure this out? We'll swap quarterbacks. We'll give you something else to give us to Sean. Give him a fresh start. You guys can have Stidham, who clearly can play. Like, the best-case scenario for the Patriots this year, obviously, is Stidham falling out. Because, I mean, they, they either have their guy, and then you build around him, or – they can trade him for, say, Deshaun Watson next year. That that Maybe you trade him for Dak, right? Maybe Dak doesn't get paid in Dallas. Like, there's other options out there that if— I don't want Dak Prescott. Oh, I would love Dak Prescott. Are you kidding no, me? No. God, no. But, if, but I'm saying, like, if Stidham plays well, that opens up doors for, like, even Deshaun Watson, just him. That opens up see, so many other doors if you don't want to keep Stidham. See, the only guy that I— would absolutely if Jared Stidham looks like a franchise quarterback. Like I, I liked we I think we all liked what we saw in him in the preseason last year. He looked like he could be a legitimate starting quarterback in this league. And F you to everybody who's judging him off that one interception. Oh my god. Yeah. Like everybody can just it fuck. Just like all these coronavirus deniers, all these people still out and about. Fuck yourselves. You guys stink. Jared Stidham had one bad pass. That yeah. doesn't mean this guy sucks. Tom Brady threw a pick six and his Patriots career. Does that mean he didn't win six Super Bowls before he left? Like, right. come on now. There's, there's a lot of people are talking this guy up, and I know a lot of that came up after Tom Brady got traded, and people are trying but, to, like, you know, but, give us confidence for Jared Stidham. Fair, but I think Jared Stidham has a legitimate chance. A lot, there have been a lot of articles even before Brady left, like last year, preseason, all this stuff, saying this guy could have a chance. It's, learning from Brady is a huge part of this, but, like, this guy has the ability to work with Belichick and actually be the next guy. And, again— he drafted Brady. He saw something in him. He drafted Garoppolo, saw something in him. I give Belichick all the credit, and I have faith in Belichick finding a quarterback that works. Not a receiver. Can't Belichick can't figure out the receiver position, but I trust Belichick to find the next quarterback, and whether he trades him for Deshaun Watson. If Stidham, I think if Stidham plays well, there's less likelihood that Belichick does trade him because he wants to prove that he found another guy in the draft that can play quarterback, and he'd do well again with him. Although, just from a fan perspective, if he does play well and you have that trade chip, you have to get Deshaun Watson. I want Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. This year, Patriots oh. still play well, and then they go just as far as the Bucks do. Or say the Bucks fail out. And, like, I'm not rooting against Tom Brady because he's in the NFC. I really don't care. But, like, I think the Patriots still have a better chance to go further in the AFC than the Bucks do in the NFC. The NFC's loaded. Yeah, the, and the Bucks are in a tough division. I mean, the Saints just signed Emmanuel Sanders. They play Breeze twice. Teddy Bridgewater's now in that division, who we know is good. Uh, who's staying in the division, but now he's going to be a starter. And then you play Matt Ryan twice. Like, yeah, that's a, nasty. and they just got Todd Gurley too. Yeah. That, Atlanta's going to be good again this year. So like if they do have a season this year, that whole division, Brady could miss the playoffs. Like if that division pans out. All right. I'm going to try to give Lauren a call. Oh, right now. And we're going to, we're going to keep this rolling. I'm not, I'm not cutting this part out. No, no this is, we're doing a lot. This is the beauty. Right. This is like kicking it old school at Lawrence. Oh, too. wait a minute. What the fuck? What, what am I doing here? I'm calling her cell phone. No, I don't want to do that. Call on Skype. <laughs>
<laughs> That's not what I meant. That's definitely staying in the episode. All right, let's see. Let's see if she's even on Skype. I told her. I told her that we were going to be on Skype. Seems confused. Can you tell if she's coming on? Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we've been knows. boozling her right now because that'd be even better. Oh, it says she's unavailable. Ah. Uh, no. Are work. you on Skype? Yes. But Tom Brady's a thing, though. Hey. Cam Newton. Do you take Cam Newton? No, God, no. I want Stidham to play this year. I want Stidham to play. Yes, that's in. Uh, there are people who want Cam Newton, and I get, I get no. it. Cam Newton. What? They're not winning the Super Bowl this year anyway. I don't care. I want Stidham to play because that's literally it. All right. Let's see if I can get Lauren in here. Lauren, did she? Ha- does she have a new friggin' Skype? I don't know. You should have had all this figured out. You're the you're the new producer of this show. Uh, hold on, hold on. We might have her. Yeah. Listen, me being a producer. Am I? <laughs> yeah. Well, Lauren, are you there? I don't. Um, I don't. This says this Lauren Campbell was online. Hello. Lauren. Yes. Hey, yes. <laughs> so I'm the new producer of the show, and you know how bad that is. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Nick pressing buttons is not a good thing. I just, I don't know why. I just wasted some of my credits, but fuck Skype too. Skype her. emails me. Skype emails me yesterday and goes, "Hey, you haven't used your credits in a while, so we're gonna get rid of them if you don't use them in two days." What do you mean? That's my money. What do you mean you're just gonna get rid of them? You I paid for those. Yeah, everybody's obsessed with Zoom now. I use Zoom for work. I'll teach you. No, it's gonna be difficult, but I'll teach you. Yeah, but this sets up so well for like this there's ways to use don't don't worry about it let's just let's just skip this conversation all right you're technically you're technically challenged we know this get over it (laughs) so old fans of the show we got lauren back lauren lauren how many do you know how many episodes you were on the show for um i have no idea to be quite honest (laughs) so lauren lauren was on the show every week with us a little bit. It was a while. It was a good while, and then she got this job at Nesson, and it's really cool. so. It's basically it's as long as you've been at Nesson since you haven't been on. Yeah, how long have you been at Nesson? It'll be two years in two, two years. Yeah. Wait, what? So yep. Lauren, Lauren has been on the show. I don't even know if she's. Have you even like appeared on the show since? I don't think so. All right. So this is the first time Lauren's been back on in over two years. So we used to have in the segment used to be a lot more raunchy because yeah. we, we talked about this. And by the way, Lauren, we're not going to cut out the time when we were trying to call you. We're just going to let that sit in the show because it was a wild oh, that's time. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. So this these DMs, they're not nearly as bad, but it still baffles me that and like Lauren, Lauren's very obviously in a relationship. This is the return of Lauren's DMs. And at the time that we did this, Lauren was not in a relationship. So she used to get a lot of like crazy DMs, which is why we started this. Like there was there was shit about like about would you say Jared the one earlier about like joining like a, couple, a, a couple asked her to move in or like join them. Yeah. I don't know. I, it was a while ago now, but it, there was yeah, a, there yeah, was a couple got really a lot weird. Of those. Yeah, some dominatrix stuff was in there. It was a mess. It was I mean it was great for us, but it was weird for you. <laughs> it was in these ones <laughs> These ones aren't that bad. These ones aren't as bad. But my my whole thing still is like, 
Lauren's very obviously in a relationship. Like she posts that, especially on Twitter, which I think are all these not trying to hide it either. Like, are these all from Twitter? Uh, yes. Yeah. So Lauren is very clearly, obviously not hiding that she's in a relationship. She posts, I would say, frequently about Derek. Right. Yeah. I'll blank. I'll blank out. I'll I'll blank out his name if you want. And. Oh no, that's fine. Okay. And she and she like she's very open about it. And there are still people coming into her DMs like she's just single. And these people obviously, like, follow you closely. Yeah, and some of these people follow me on Instagram, too, which is also the first line of pictures. There's a picture of me and Derek there. So these people have a lot of balls just to kind of slide in there being like, oh, she's uh, uh, she's going to take the bait here. Like, nope, mm-mm. Right, and I'm not, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say names of Twitter handles. That's not what we do. It's not, that's not the, that's not the thing here. We're not here to embarrass anybody. But just to, just to burn through these things a little bit. Here's number one. Fuck Bob O. Who's Bob O? I don't know, because <laughs> I got this one when I was out west um, over the summer, and I think it was um, this Twitter follower that I have, and his name is Bob, and. He's just really funny. Like, he's, like, just kind of, like, raunchy funny. So I quote tweeted him with, like, a scrubs reference. Like, blow it out your ass, Bobbo. And, and this guy See, tried to play White Knight. <laughs> this guy remembers that then from the summer because this DM oh, from wrote it down. Summer. He took notes. Come on, he wrote that down. He took notes. He remembers that from the summer. This DM, fuck Bobbo. Fuck Bob O. Any chance you'll go to a Bruins game with me? Let's go! <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> there's, there's better ways to go about that. <laughs> you don't just dive in, oh. say fuck Bob O, and he then be like, hey, by the way, you want to go on a date with me? Let's have it! <laughs> <laughs> this one, hey, what's up? Cool if I ask you something? Lauren says, okay, because she's nice. This guy, this is kind of sad. This would kind of hurt. If you wanted to become friends and talk, LMAO. This guy's just trying to find some friends. <laughs> but, so, if you go through his likes, he was liking all this, like, raunchy porn stuff where I'm like, okay, you're clearly desperate for to just get your peep wet. And that's not what this is about. <laughs> Uh, this guy, this guy's got a list. So there's a couple of lists. This one's, a, this one's a two pager. Oh God. So this is like, this is the one, and this is only from a month ago. This is what I've got. It. This is, I've got some problems with, because again, we, everybody knows, especially follow Lauren, that she is in a relationship, very long, happy relationship. Hockey facts and thigh high black boots might make you the top three hottest chicks of all time. Lauren says, thanks. And he goes, no, thank you. And then he plays this one. Your boyfriend, husband, future ex doesn't know how good he has it. First of all. He played the future ex card. You don't. <laughs> if you want to win somebody over who's in a relationship. And if, if, they're, if, they're, if they're loyal, nice people like Lauren. If you refer to somebody like as their future ex. Especially if they're in a happy relationship. That's going to do it. Yeah, that's in what work. way? In what world does that make you think that you're going to win this person over? 
Or maybe he does, and I'm just an English major Bostonian now away from home that feels at home with your tweets. Well, and those legs. So sad. Well, and those legs. Dude, back back up. Hey, Nick, just just saying that great legs. Great legs. It's fine. Whatever. Just reminds her of him of home. It's really, it's a sweet story. And then Lauren doesn't answer for a month. And this guy is running. Would be hard to do. Gun to your head. Goo Goo Dolls best song. Sorry, what? (laughs) I'm not here to try to stalk you. I'm not here to try to stalk you. Send unsolicited dick pics or set up unrealistic expectations. Then don't talk about her legs. Just a guy living in blank who appreciates a smart, beautiful Boston girl. With the asterisk, sees himself out. LOL. You can't you can't alleviate the situation by saying LOL. And it's been well, how long between messages? This one, this one all looks like it was that same day. This oh, is God. so now this is the ninth. Hey, Miss Lauren, nothing. How goes yeah. it? Six minutes later, after not answering for six minutes, how goes it? Might actually get her to answer, uh, especially at two seventeen in the morning. What do you think you want, pal? Hey, what's up? How you feeling? How you doing? Did you did you ever get your chicken wings? Oh, so bring there's it a story behind that. I, I got my chicken wings jacked by my uh, Uber Eats driver. What is? Oh, Wait. I remember that story. Yeah. So weren't you at Essen? Yeah, and they said they dropped it off with like in the entrance of the door, and I went down, and there was no bag, and there were only like eight of us in the building at the time. All right, now this guy, and this is this is the first one that you sent me, and well, I know you got to go in a minute, so I'll I'll rifle through this one, but this guy, Lauren, straight up is obviously not happy with this guy. <laughs> the first two things I see is I'd sure I'd make sure you are happy and protected with that little smirky face. My favorite, one of my favorites, the great emoji. Mm. Do you have siblings? What? Oh. <laughs> Wait, what? Laura's response. This conversation is done. Take care. And he goes, LMAO laughing face space. Drop down two bars on text messages. Take care. Kissy face. Wait, send your phone number. There is nothing that says that she wants to talk to you off of Twitter. Yeah, we're good. Have a great day. But wait, hold on. Pause. What's your number? Throw it out. Do it. Four hours later the same day. Look at your beautiful. Look at your smile. Oh, so beautiful. I am also a force to be reckoned with, winky face. So that's really creepy because I changed my twitter picture and so he doesn't follow me or anything so he is like actively looking me up unless i'm just like popping up on like mutual likes or something but like there is we don't follow each other he tried to like correct my grammar in an adam Schefter tweet and i was like no like we are both right and then that's when he slid in (laughs) he saw an opening he saw it ready to go he's like oh she said something let's do it let's find a way in (laughs) no sir no no just to just to dive in like that, and especially when like she says this conversation is done, and then it'd be like, wait, let me get that phone number. There's nothing that says that she wants to give you her phone number. Said it twice. All right, this conversation's over. All right, this conversation's <laughs> I also, over. I also cannot All right, now have your I believe that I forgot to send. I didn't send you this one, Nick, but this was from like I don't know six six or seven months ago. Um, I posted a picture that my friend Krista had taken of me and it's just me just like it looks like a senior picture 
And this guy DMs me, and it was literally just a picture of his dick, and he's like, you have my attention. <laughs> That's, like, crazy. <laughs> I just remembered this right now. That's right. the one that we need. That's the gold. Ah. I just, I was like, oh, my God, I'm definitely. <laughs> I mean, when I was on the show, I was getting dick pics, like, by the message when I was on this show. I think we had Jerry Thornton on, and he was like, I had 30, like, just in the last, like, few oh, months. Yeah. He's like, wait, I just in the last, like, that. 12 that was, weeks? And I was like, that yeah. That was great. <laughs> Laura's, so, Laura's hitting me of that meme where somebody just throws a bunch of hot dogs at a girl's face. Yep. <laughs> 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 it's, it's unreal all right lauren i know you gotta go thank you for coming back on for lauren's dms now that we're all stuck at home we might be able to do this more often since none oh, of us can actually leave our house bring out this Rock is going to bring out a, like a massive amount of creeps i it's gonna be worse than a snowstorm i can't believe you forgot to, send, to tell me about i don't want to see the dick but yeah, of yeah, yeah you do that, yeah. that before the, i forgot you forgot to send the picture. like this yeah, but I'm sure there will be more to come, and I'm looking forward to it. All right, Lauren, thank you for coming on. We love you. Thanks for having me on again. All right, we'll talk to you soon. I'll probably text you Sounds tonight, good. to be honest. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye, Lauren. Bye. Bye. All right, Lauren, back on for Lauren's DMs. So, again, we don't read the names of anybody who sends these DMs, so don't worry. I had somebody tell me one time, like, oh, why do you – like, you can't just put these people on blast. There's nobody's names involved in this, so nobody knows who sent these, unless these people are, like, serial dick pic senders. Now, nobody if knows they, who sent if, these. If, if they listen and then respond and go, what the fuck, and they call themselves out, that's not them. Yeah, that's, well, that's uh, We're not posting those pictures. We're not doing that crap. We're just getting a laugh at people being stupid. Like, I don't get it. She's such in a happy relationship. What in God's name gets them to want to reach out? That's my thing. And like that's that's kind of why I want to like read these and and like put these on the show. And again, no names, but because like Lauren is very clearly in a happy relationship. Derek and if you follow her, Derek must get a kick out of this stuff. Derek's Derek's a great guy for putting up with this. And she's very clearly in a happy relationship. And the fact that these people still are reaching out trying to get with Lauren is crazy. One thing I hate is disrespect. Hate it. And that's clear disrespect. Clear disrespect for Derek. So that was the Lauren's DM segment. Uh, Before we roll into the next segment, we're going to be talking about the Patriots, Tom Brady, Jared Sidham. It's going to toss to Phil Perry here. So that's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to close out the show talking to Phil Perry, Phil A. Perry of NBC sports, Boston. So we've had Phil on. Phil's probably one of the more, I'd say, two or three most frequent on this show. I'd say it's Jerry Thornton, Tom Giles, and Phil. And we've kind of been in a group, so we haven't even been having guests on for a while. But with all this, I mean, having Phil on, it's huge. Phil's, Phil is one of the best in, in Boston. With the I board. can't wait. Yeah, Phil, Phil you guys are going to love the interview. It's good. It's good stuff. So we're going to toss it over to Phil A. Perry. But first, guys, that interview is brought to you by it's powered by our buddies over at manscape too i just got some new products from them today they shipped them to me i don't know they offered me them i said sure i didn't i didn't know if they were sending them to you yo <laughs> let me i'll email them see if they can ship it over to you what'd you get i so so i got i got the 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 crop wipes or i forget what the actual name of it is you know what give me a second 
keep 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 people entertained. Guys, Manscaped is great. He's I don't know what he's bringing back. This I'm intrigued by this. I have no idea what he's bringing back. We're doing this live. This is not getting edited out of the show. I have no idea what he's bringing back. But if it's got Manscaped's name on it, he's probably bringing back gold. So we've got the crop mop. Oh yeah, I told you it was gold. I don't care what he's bringing back. It's gold. This is the crop mop inside this pouch, and I didn't know this was coming. I knew they were sending me something. I didn't know this was coming. I got the crop mop, which are wipes. It says directly on the back that for best, with active pH control, for the best results to keep your balls nice and healthy, you wipe them down twice a day using the crop mop. Phenomenal product. Afternoon scrub. I love it. You you gotta you have to get if you want to take the perfect care of your nuts. That's what you got to do. You got to wipe them down twice a day. Guys, go check out Manscaped. They've got a ton of awesome products. But, ooh, ooh, those are the screams. That's the sound you make that I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks, my oohs, into multiple peaks. Yeah, I've talked about this a million times now. When I was younger, I was an idiot. I thought you had to snip to do some manscaping when I was an early teenager. Turns out you don't because I clipped the nutsack and things were not looking good at that point. Men start taking notes because manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past, just like what I just described. No more cuts and nicks with the manscaped lawnmower 3.0. We've talked about the 2.0. This is now the 3.0, their new product. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology. So you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and approved lawnmower 3.0. When I tell you guys this is premium, I mean friggin' premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes. You have to cry, if you have to take care of things for 90 minutes, you've got a problem down there. But if you needed to, you got it with this charge. 90 minutes long. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. So many people have written stories about how the lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. They even included pics so I could see the smoothness for myself, and they aren't kidding. Don't send me pictures, guys. I swear to God, don't send me pictures. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUYS, C-O-U-C-H-G-U-Y, at manscaped.com. Again, C-O-U-C-H-G-U-Y, at manscaped.com. Your balls, they are going to thank you. Now listen closely. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code COUCHGUYS, C-O-U-C-H-G-U-Y, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code COUCHGUY, no spaces. Your balls, once again, they're going to thank you. So here's our interview. We'll wrap up the show here. Phil A. Perry. You know, Steve, you don't have to do that anymore. Interview right here. Phil A. Perry, NBC Sports Boston. Talk about Tom Brady, the Patriots, the 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 phone conference that they had today with Tom Brady. And he found it, it sounded very stoic. Just like he's a Patriot. I'm going to ask Phil this. I'm specifically going to ask Phil, and as of right now, we haven't recorded the the interview. I am specifically going to ask Phil if he thinks that Tom Brady regrets his decision to go to Tampa Bay. <laughs> I can't wait for Jim Gray interviews to come back. Hey, Tom, uh, how do you feel about being in Tampa now that the weather's beautiful year-round? Thanks, Tom. Brought to you by Macy's. <laughs> We're going to talk to Phil right now. Here's a Philly Perry interview powered by Manscaped.com. Here it is, Phil A. Perry, NBC Sports Boston. 
And welcome to the show, Phil Perry from NBC Sports Boston. Hey, Phil, thanks for coming on. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We, uh, I, I was, I was trying to count Jared earlier. You might be, you're, it's you, it's honestly you and Tom Giles for who might be the second most guest on this show. You were, you and Tom are close. Jerry Thornton's number one. Just he's been, Jerry Thornton's been on the show a bunch, but then it's you and Tom pretty close behind. Well, let me tell you something. You have just sparked a fire in me that burns so hot. <laughs> you surpassed That's... Tom Giles. That guy is my arch enemy. And <laughs> anything I can do to make him look worse is what I'm trying to do. So let's make sure that, that we at least, if the numbers aren't quite there yet, maybe, you know, just pump them up a little bit, just a li- fluff them a little bit, just so that I'm j- at least one notch above that guy. Yeah, we can, we can lie on Twitter. Nobody's going to know. Yeah, it's Twitter. Whatever. It happens all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, so obviously Brian to talk Patriots and the big thing today. So we're recording this Tuesday, March 24th. Tom Brady had his introductory presser. And I mean, he doesn't ever seem like he's that jubilant, I guess. But today and it was it was a it was a pattern that I was seeing all over Twitter, too. He just he doesn't seem he there, there was no excitement there was no like feeling of like youth to be with the new team what was your biggest takeaway from that press conference today with how he how he sounded some of his answers what's your biggest takeaway with the presser yeah it's sort of tough to get a gauge on on how he feels over the phone right and I think he is always just sort of like that and anytime he's met with us I would say honestly that the change started right around deflate gate which is understandable um, but it was right around that time where the answers really started to get a little bit labored and they really were totally, um, you know, rounded off the edges of every single answer. There was no edge to any answer. Everything was right down the middle, you know, Mr. Politician, Tom Brady. Uh, and so I thought we got more of that today. I, you know, I also think that in, in, um, Jason Light, Bucks GM mentioned it off the top and Brady mentioned it a couple of times. There is just this whole air of of coronavirus and COVID-19 and everybody is is very wary of what's going on in our country right now that you know I I don't know if it very overtly put like a damper on the press conference but I think that's you know that could be part of the explanation for why you don't hear somebody who's who's totally overjoyed in a public setting you know so um, it could be any number of things like that but I I will say this in terms of some of the, the content of the answers that he gave us today Um, one thing that stood out to me, one theme that we continued to hear pop up again and again was the fact that he has to do a lot of work, a lot of time and energy, time and energy, time and energy. He must've said that a dozen times on the call today because he knows it's going to require a lot of time and energy for him to make this thing work. And so, you know, I don't know if that is coloring how his answers are coming out of his mouth and through the phone to us. But there has to be trepidation might not be the right word, but just a, a little bit of, of wariness as to how this whole thing is going to work out because it's going to be hard. And I think he realizes that and it's going to require a lot of a lot of the work, um, a lot of the kind of work that, that he has really not wanted to do here in New England. He hasn't had to do it here in New England, things like showing up to OTAs and trying to figure out, you know, what the language is of the playbook. That stuff is stuff he hasn't had to do since he was a rookie 20 years ago. 
So there's a lot to this new job of his that would make anyone a little bit leery, I would think. You mentioned OTAs, and I'm curious what you think, because he did make a comment, and it seems like when he answered the question to um, a, that he was asked, he kind of went out of his way to make an effort to say, like, you know, OTAs, I'll make an effort to be there, and, and there's a lot of work to do, like you said. It, to me, it almost felt like as he was talking about the amount of work that has to be done, it was almost like, a oh, crap, what did I do? Why am I here? Like, did you get that feeling at all from him? Like, I know that's been thrown around. It's not just me. Like, it almost came like uh, he was realizing, oh, no, I have a lot of work to do. I have to go to OTAs. Like, this is not going to be the same anymore. I have two, three years left, and now I got to really grind down like I'm a rookie again to learn this stuff. Did, did you sense anything of sort of regret from Brady or like, a, oh, no, what did I do? Why am I buying? No, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> sense any regret, but I, but I do think that he knows that this is in some ways uncharted territory for him. And so he's not sure. You know, he can't be. How could you be sure at how this thing is going to go? And for it to go at all positively, yeah, you've got to devote hours to that playbook and to, you know, FaceTiming with Bruce Arians or with Mike Evans or Chris Godwin or whoever so you can get to know those guys as, you know, you're dealing with what's looking like it's going to be a very shortened offseason. So there are a lot of hurdles right now for Tom Brady to make this thing look good. And that is the entire reason why you go to Tampa in the first place is to look good, to win. Yeah, sure. Of course, Tom Brady is always going to want to win. He said that today, you know, the goal of playing football is to win games. And I think you could, you know, I, I think you could make the argument if you were looking at it as Tom Brady this off season and your choices were essentially Tampa or new England, I would have no problem with him. If he made a passionate argument to me that, the better chance to win football games is actually down there in Tampa Bay because I, I think they are better set up to win right now, at least win with a good offense right now than the New England Patriots are. And that's what wins in 2019. Patriots have the better defense. Bucks have, will have the better offense. Offense wins in the NFL in 2019. We just saw the Chiefs win a Super Bowl. Like, okay, great. There's your argument. I get it. But the whole reason you go is to look good. As a quarterback going into his mid-40s, wants to play until he's 45 years old, you have all these explosive weapons, you have a downfield passing attack, you know, those kinds of concepts are going to be part of this offense with Bruce Arians, you know, uh, to some extent at least pulling the controls. So you go down there to put up numbers and to win football games. And the only barrier between you and that is your ability to learn an entirely new language and learn an entirely new set of teammates and their body language and their tendencies on the field when you haven't spent a single moment with any of them before. So that to me is a, is a real challenge. And I don't think he necessarily is looking at it like, Oh, what have I done? But I think he is looking at it like, Oh boy, there's a lot to do. So there was obviously a lot of conversations about, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady's relationship. And another Seth Wickersham piece came out. uh, I think it was earlier this week or late last week, whatever it was. um, The relationship there, I'm I'm starting to believe, because for a long time, I just kind of thought it was a lot of hype, a lot of rumors that Belichick and Brady's relationship was really becoming that strained. You assume there's going to be some bumps because they've been, been together for 20 years. But I get the sense now, after all these rumors, after what happened, that the Belichick and Brady relationship at the end really wasn't great at all. What what are your thoughts on that relationship, especially near the end? You know what's funny is I think they were probably better this past year than they have been in the last few. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean I think their their 
um, working relationship. I think their uh, ability to communicate was as open this past season as it ever was. And I wonder, now that we know how this thing played out, I wonder if it was because both guys understood that they were sort of at the end of the road together in terms of this great relationship, this historic relationship that produced so many titles. I think they understood last summer when Brady – Yeah, it was, was like it was accepted. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that, that, that might have been part of it. And, and our guy, Tommy Kern, who's just plugged in with, um, you know, this anything Brady-related, uh, you know, as much as anybody – um, said that many times over the course of the season. They're actually good. Tom and Bill are actually fine, and they've been better. They're they're better now than they than they have been. And I wonder now, looking back, if over the summer, when the Patriots expressed their desire to go more year to year, and Brady wanted a multi year deal that he did not get, and he eventually just accepted the raise to twenty three million dollars to be paid like Whoopi, uh, Joe Flacco essentially, um, <laughs> and. and and, and get the one-year deal and be playing on a contract year. Um, I think Brady understood at that point that, okay, I'm going to become a free agent and I'm, I'm ready to go. And I think Belichick, you know, and whether it's to his credit or to his detriment, we'll see. Um, but he was, he was ready too. I, I think the only of the three primary players, guys, in this whole thing, Kraft, Belichick, Brady, which of the three really wanted to make this thing continue on? into the foreseeable future was Robert Kraft. And there was no close yeah. second in my opinion. So I, I think that might, that might have helped <laughs> their relationship in all honesty at the end. And so things like Antonio Brown, like they were in lockstep on Antonio Brown. They both wanted Antonio Brown. They knew he was a great player. They knew he, he had issues, but they thought they needed help. And they brought him in. Mohamed Sanu, Joe Belichick knew they needed a receiver. He was willing to give up a second round pick for a veteran receiver of, you know, I guess, middling sort of production, really, over the course of his career. Um, And that was the guy that Tom Brady wanted. So they were in lockstep on that. So I think Bill Belichick wanted to make the most of what probably both parties had a very good idea was going to be Tom Brady's last season in New England. So now, like you mentioned too, Phil, because like Belichick, obviously, if they knew they were parting ways, Belichick has to feel pretty confident that they have something to look forward to. Because, I mean, like if you're Belichick and – you really don't think Stidham or, or someone there can really make an effort to play this year because Belichick's not going to go one in fifteen. He just won't do it. I, he won't let the team be that bad again uh, if he can have anything to do with that. He clearly sees something in Stidham, and obviously now it seems like with Hoyer coming on board, that that's the direction this team wants to go for for now. And maybe they draft somebody else too. De- decent amount of options for them in the, come the draft, but like. For you, do you feel that they're, they're – you sense they're kind of all in on Stidham with this and seeing if that can be the guy moving forward? I think they can be. I want them to roll Stidham out, said screw it at this point. But um, they seem pretty confident that Stidham can play in this league, seeing they brought in Hoyer basically to be the second guy. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I would say this. Number one is as much as you want to like Jared Stidham, and I am a, a fan of his game. Uh, I've done a lot of work on him. I've talked to – to him quite a bit during the season this season. I think he's an impressive guy. Um, I know for a fact his teammates love him. He's, he's already very close with David Andrews, who's one of the leaders on this team. Um, you know, the offensive linemen, when the offensive linemen love you as a quarterback, that's usually a pretty good sign. We saw that a lot from actually Jimmy Garoppolo, too, when he was here. His best friends on the team were the offensive linemen. Uh, but 
the defense. The defense respects Jared Stidham's ability um, to an incredible degree. And Devin McCourty sort of made that fact known uh, on a video that he and his brother did the other night. But I talked to players during the season. I wrote a story at the end of the year about just how well Jared Stidham performed in practice because, uh, you know, and I asked Bill Belichick about Jared Stidham a couple times during the year um, just to get updates on, on where he was at because everybody you talk to before the draft, even last year, said Stidham, if it came down to talent, if you were just looking at talent, Stidham's as, as talented as anybody in this draft. It just didn't come together for him last season at Auburn, and there were a lot of reasons for that. He lost teammates. The system was bad. The play calling was bad. Um, the play caller changed for their bowl game last year, and they put up 50 points in the first half against a team that made Ohio State look pretty bad offensively. Um, so so there was ability there. It was very clear, and I wanted updates throughout the course of the year. Bill Belichick was totally willing to give them up. Oh, Jared's a smart kid. He can handle everything we throw at him. You know, Stid's done well with some of the reps we've given him when Tom has – you know, hasn't been able to practice. And then you talk to the defense and they say, this guy makes throws that make you say damn because we think we're in good coverage and he's putting it exactly where we can't. He's making throws on the run. He's throwing off a platform. All of these things that make sort of this next generation of of quarterbacks really exciting, it seems like, it seems like he has some of that. Now, all that being said, even the Patriots don't know how Jared Stidham's going to perform when the bullets are quote-unquote live. So they can feel good about it right now, but they can't know how it's going to go in 2020 or beyond because you, there's no way to know until you actually get put into those situations. But I'm with you in that I don't think they're tanking. I think they're going to rebuild here, but I would call it rebuilding with dignity. Guys, it's sort of how I described <laughs> what the Dolphins did last year, which was they were going to try their asses off, right? And they did. And Brian Flores would rip your head off if you even, you know, uttered the word tank anywhere yep. near the Dolphins facilities last year. So they tried like hell. Their roster was just so bad, it didn't allow them to compete most weeks. But they still won their handful of games, and they're still going to pick near the top of the draft. The Patriots, I think, are going to do the same thing. They're going to try like hell. They're not going to tank. And they're more talented than the Dolphins were last year. So they're going to win more than the Dolphins did last year. But it might not be much more. It might be eight games. It might be nine if really all goes right. Uh, And they might compete for the division. But I think they're sort of due for that kind of year where they they rebuild and that they clear their books. They they get cheaper. They get younger. They set themselves up to build, uh, build, you know, really kind of build their their young base, their young core over the course of the next couple of years and try to move forward with that group. All right, so I'll ask you one more question, then we'll let you go. And it kind of goes with Stidham. And let's say Stidham has just just a fine year. He's just mediocre. In in I'm sure that you saw the lines open up for whatever reason. It shocked a lot of people, got a lot of people excited. Deshaun Watson was the favorite at one point, not anymore, but the favorite to be the Patriots quarterback in week one in 2021. How realistic do you think that is? And would you like to see that? Even if even if Stidham has a good season, would you like to see that? I guess it depends on how good that season is. Because if you have right. a young quarterback on a rookie contract, there are a few things in the NFL that are more valuable than that. Deshaun Watson, meanwhile, is in the fourth year of his contract now. Uh, the Texans will... I'm sure unless Deshaun Watson just puts up such a stink about what's going on there in terms of the roster building that it's a detriment to the team. 
they're going to have to at least pick up his fifth-year option, and then they'll have the ability to franchise him after that. So to me, he's he's a Houston Texan for at least two more years. Um, so yeah. listen, I, I I love Deshaun Watson, and even if if and if, even if Stidham is is just good, but just sort of like okay, his it looks like he's a very good backup. But I'm not sure he'll ever be like a true franchise guy. Then of course you want Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson's one of yeah. the, I don't know, <laughs> six best quarterbacks in football. It's probably even higher than that. I'm just you know spitballing off the top of my head. But the guy's got incredible ability. I think he's uh, a leader. I think he he's incredibly bright from everyone that I've spoken to. And so there's no doubt you'd want that guy. You know, Jared Stidham would really have to light the world on fire to to have anyone say, oh no no no, we don't we don't want you know we don't want Watson. We want you know we're going to stick with Jared. Um, but again, you know, even if he did become available, you're talking about paying him 30 to 35 million a year, maybe, whereas Stidham's going to be making less than 1 million over the next three years. So how good is Stidham? Does Watson ever even become available? I'm almost a little bit mad that you guys have brought it up now because now I'm thinking about it so much that I'm like, man, maybe he could wriggle out of there. (laughs) It's such an exciting thought. Uh, (laughs) You do so well with Belichick. You know how pissed people would be if Tom Brady leaves and the Patriots get to Sean Watson? The world oh, would explode. There would be, be riots in the streets. Yep, yep. The streets of Jersey specifically, <laughs> I would think. Maybe Baltimore. I want to see it just for that, honestly. I want I want the reaction. I want the league reaction. You want, Jared, just, I've always pegged you as the guy who just wants to watch the world burn. 100%, <laughs> yes. Like, this aside, because Corona is a whole different level. But, like, sports-wise, yes. I'm, like, almost like Jim Murray in a sense. I'm like, I just, like, watch people's pain and just, like, enjoy the agony of things. So it's great. Chaos. Chaos, yes. You root, chaos you root for chaos. Yes, I think that's what that would be. That would be NFL <laughs> chaos if somehow the Texans, Jim, o- you know, oh, man, can you imagine Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby running the show in Houston and trading Deshaun Watson to the Patriots for, like, a fourth-round pick? That feels like a different <laughs> deal they would do, right? Uh, it, that'd be great. All right, Phil A. Perry, NBC Sports Boston. Follow him on Twitter at Phil A. Perry. Again, NBC Sports Boston. And catch the podcast typically drops on Thursdays, uh, the next Pats podcast. Phil, thanks for coming on, man. Hopefully we can get you back on soon. Sounds good, guys. And uh, remember, just uh, never call Giles again. (laughs) Bad bad guy. All right, all right. We'll make that move. (laughs) All right, thanks, guys. Love you. See ya. All right, once again, Phil A. Perry, NBC Sports Boston. Follow him on Twitter, at Phil A. Perry. And then catch his podcast. Again, typically drops on Thursdays, the next Pats podcast. And that's it for the show. That's it, baby. Couch Guy Sports Podcast, episode number 149 in the books. Nick Quag on Twitter, at Jared underscore Scally. I'm never going to remember the actual Couch Guy Sports Podcast Twitter handle. I think it's Couch Guy Podcast. Um, I don't know that for sure. But I'm sure if you just type in Couch Guy Podcast on Twitter, it'll come up. Uh, Rate and subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on YouTube, and then Manscaped.com, promo code COUCHGUY for 20% off and free shipping on things like the crop mop. (laughs) Couch Guy Sports Podcast, 149 of the books, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Oh, wait, shit.